Welcome back to the third part of prioritizing company culture. Today we are talking about working toward a better culture. The last two segments of this were employees that feel engaged and inspired are 125% more productive and survey your staff culture-wise. So if you haven't gotten to listen to those, be sure to scroll up, go back, find them. Uh, like I said, they're the last two episodes, so it shouldn't be too difficult. Or, of course, you can click click in the link, click on the link in the description or show notes of this podcast, uh, the one that says slash episodes, and you should be able to find it that way as well. Uh, so jumping right into it, working toward a better culture. Um, I have A through J here. Not not too good at counting that quick, so I don't know how many bullet points. But uh, I want to go through these. Like I said before, company culture is something that is very important to me. Uh, I believe I'm decent at creating a culture uh, which you know fosters a positive work environment. Um, positive attitudes and and uh, really helps people decide uh, to stick around or stick it out when things do get challenging. Um, I, I guess based off the size of our company and how many people we've had work for us in a short amount of time, our turnover might be a little bit high right now. Uh, however, I will tell you that when it comes to hiring for new positions, we see more turnover than when we're cruising along at a steady speed. Uh, and that, I honestly believe, is just the introductory phase. It's where people get into the position where they sell themselves into it. They've convinced you and their, themselves that they'll be comfortable with it and able to handle it. And when it comes time to actually do the thing, they flake. So, um, anyways, getting back to to working toward a better culture. Uh, number one, I have, or maybe I'll use the letters. They're in the show notes. So if you want to read along, establish purpose. Uh, so in the army, they used to do the exact same thing. Uh, they would say that NCOs are there to provide purpose, direction, and motivation. Uh, the reason for those three things, and they all go hand in hand, is because if you are a member of a team, if you are part of an organization, there has to be a purpose, okay? Think about it. Uh, you know, just like the military, if you have no mission, uh, then you're a member of this team, squad, platoon, and you guys have no common goal. You're not going anywhere. There's no thing for you to accomplish. So that's where purpose comes into play. And each person knowing and understanding what their purpose is on that team helps accomplish that mission. Uh, the same thing would go for sports. Obviously, if you're on a baseball team, then th one of the purposes of that team is to play the sport against the other team in a game or train on uh, you know, their training days or the off season. Okay, so 
when it comes down to individuals, you know, the pitcher's purpose is to work on his speed, his accuracy, uh, his different pitching styles to ensure that he can better help the team uh, by hopefully striking someone out before they're able to get a hit in. That is his purpose. So your team understanding their purpose as it relates to what your company's mission is, is super important. Uh, and I, I do the same thing with my team, and it's something that I talk about periodically uh, to ensure that everyone remembers that they're a member of the team and they have a purpose on that team. Uh, so the next one, B, open up communication. Um, a lot of leaders believe that this is holding an open door policy, and then as soon as someone uses it, coming down on them or shutting it down or creating some sort of negative feedback or repercussions, and that's just not it. So if, <clears throat> if you open communication with your team, especially if you're the owner and you have a, an HR manager or personnel manager or general manager, and so they kind of run your team and your business and you're more of a behind-the-scenes type person, it's still important for you to create and facilitate that open communication. I am in an interesting spot where I am because um, I don't have a closed-off office. So I work at a desk right beside everyone else in open warehouse space. So it's very easy for them to approach me. Uh, pretty much everyone on the team is super respectful and understands that, you know, maybe if I'm on the phone or whatever, I mean, it's a super relaxed environment. So they can come to me about anything. Most of them do. And I'll tell you how I know I've been successful in this is I have seen people opening up about things that previously they were not open about. And that's also exciting because that means I get to help uh, in different areas where previously I may not have been able to. Uh, so create psychological safety. Um, obviously, you don't want any berating or uh, bullying in the workplace. It's unnecessary. It's not conducive to what the overall mission is, uh, and it really doesn't serve any purpose. This isn't high school, so um, just having people come to work, they need to know that what whatever whoever they are, however they dress, whatever they believe, isn't going to be attacked on a regular basis. Because, like I said, that that doesn't help in the long term, no matter what. Um, schedule team building. So I do this on a weekly basis. Uh, one of the things I've incorporated to uh, basically help with team building, uh, regardless of what the meeting is about is uh, we go around the room and we say our names, a fun fact about us, and where we're from. Um, I know that sounds like, you know, oh, it's not a team-building exercise, but the truth is if you're on a team and you don't know people's names or you don't know anything about them, then it's much more difficult to build that cohesion. So 
Uh, that's just the opening of each of those weekly meetings. And then uh, we get into uh, either the exercises or the, um, the, the practice runs where we're able to build uh, more cohesive teams. Um, reward excellence. Uh, so this is pretty easy in you know my uh, field of work because at the end of the day, it's all based off numbers. Uh, we, of course, pay an hourly rate that everyone gets, and then when they do well, uh, we pay bonuses. So uh, these are more periodic based off of the, the overall performance of the entire company, uh, but each individual qualifies for a certain bonus as well. So, um, you know, once again, based off the numbers. Uh, encourage mentoring. So... Of course, I do my best to do this um, throughout. However, one way I encourage it is I have two guys there who basically understand the entire process from beginning to end, and they take some of the new people under their wing and basically work hand-in-hand -hand with them to make sure that the new guys learn the process as well. So... That's how I, I encourage mentoring with the new people, uh, basically pairing them up hand-in-hand hand with the guys that have been there for a little while. Uh, provide further learning. So I've talked about this in the past. I do this on a day-to-day -day basis. We have a five-minute training, and that's where they may learn a new task. We may go over something that you know, it's it's old and everybody kind of already knows about it, but maybe we need some refresher training. Um, and maybe there's a piece of it that someone didn't understand or wasn't very clear, and now uh, they're, they're completely aware of it. So um, provide further learning. That can come in many different forms, but uh, basically just making sure that everyone's aware of every different aspect of your business. So, you know, maybe one day you're going over the how-tos, uh, maybe another day you're covering safety, maybe another day you're covering uh, leadership, training, um, or, or project management, Wh whatever it is, just make sure you're providing uh, that kind of continuing education uh, because, you know, nobody wants to get a job where they just go to work and they do their thing and they go home every day because there's absolutely no growth in that. There's no forward movement um, and there's no upward momentum. So uh, next, be transparent. <laughs> I think I might actually get this one done on time today. So um, my my best example of this is when somebody comes to me uh, for example, over the holiday season, we had overtime authorized. Uh, I told them, hey, it's authorized. That means, you know, you can work as much as you want and stay clocked in. And if you put up 45 or 50 hours in a week, then that's what you're going to get paid for. As well as everything over 40 being time and a half. I also told them that overtime is currently authorized. However, after the holidays, that could go away. Uh, and I explained the reasons behind that, um, being that, you know, over the holiday season, we saw an uptick in how much we had to handle and how much work we had to get done. And we did not see an increase in the number of positions we were able to hire. So 
basically once we got past the holiday season and we were hiring on more people, I may have to scale back the overtime. And I was transparent about that. I explained what was going on. I explained why it's available, why it might no longer be available. And then yesterday, overtime went away. And I told everyone and I explained, hey, you know, we've got the help. We don't really need uh, the extra hours right now. And uh, the truth is we, we only had about one guy who would hit overtime on a regular basis. Um, he wasn't super heartbroken about it. And I think he understands um, kind of the why behind the what. So if you were in the same situation and um, overtime is authorized and then you just come back and say, all right, overtime is no longer authorized and you don't kind of explain that why behind the what, you know, we have a business to run. It's more expensive to have somebody work over 40 hours than it is to just hire another person especially in a in a business where maybe that person working overtime if you've got two people doing an additional 10 hours a week that's another part-time 20 hour per week person same amount of work same level of productivity half the cost so um i don't normally get into the specifics um, or in teaching someone about business at that level. Uh, but if, if they were to ask or want to hold an in-depth conversation, I definitely would. And I explained, hey, it's authorized right now for these purposes. If, it, if we do take it away, it'll be because we have all of our bases covered. If you're in the same situation and you just tell people that it, it's authorized and then it's not authorized and they ask why and you say, because I said so, not only is that not being transparent, but it's also closing your doors of communication. So they're more uh, afraid to approach you with things. Uh, they're more cautious in the questions that they ask you. And now uh, you're going to create a separation between you and your staff, uh, wherein they're making fun of you behind your back and mocking you um, and too afraid to ask you questions about in-depth details and can very quickly lead to a a very toxic culture. Um, now you're having to run around and bark orders and nobody wants to listen to you um, because you're extremely closed off. And I guess that's a little bit of a an extreme slippery slope example, but it can happen. So just make sure that you stay away from things that don't appear to be transparent or are not transparent rather. Uh, and last, abolish problematic behavior. Um, people approach this in different ways, but uh, as they say, all roads lead to Rome. All methods lead to you being fired. At the end of the day, do not uh, do not hesitate to fire someone. Um, I normally prefer to find out if we have some common ground in facilitating their transition into a better or more advantageous role. Uh, those are a lot of words to say, I try to get the person to quit before we have to fire them. However, I, and, and that's not some coercive behavior or some ninja tactic. It's just, if somebody has wanted their entire life to uproot, move to the beach, uh, be a beach bum and sell surfboards, uh, like Kunu in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, then I fully support that, and I want to uh, help them come to the realization that now is that time. 
Um, so it's, it's not that I have any animosity towards anyone, but if, uh, someone is causing problems in my organization, uh, I am not at a level where we can tolerate even a single person bringing a negative attitude or uh, negative uh, work ethic uh, along with them. And someone who cannot uh, work as a team uh, or with other teammates and someone who cannot hold open, respectful communication with their coworkers uh, or even superiors is not conducive to the work culture that I have built. Um, that we have built as a team, and uh, it will soon bring it crashing down. So be quick to fire. That's that's all that means. Uh, you can say you're fired. You can use my method and figure out what motivates them, what they've always wanted to do. Go be a DJ, go work at a restaurant, whatever the case is, whatever their motivation is. Um, but I'm just going to hold a conversation with that individual and bring them to the conclusion that right now is their time now is their moment even if they have asked if their if their biggest goal in life is to just hold a job closer to home so their commute is not as far then i'm going to leverage that to encourage them to go after it um i i definitely wouldn't want someone just up and leaving without notice or the day of I would per always prefer to have that notice. Um, however, at the end of the day, whether they quit or get fired, that's their last day. Um, even if someone gives me a two-week notice, I won't accept it because I don't want someone shitting all over my company culture for the next two weeks. Uh, or if you're in a different industry, they could do much, much greater damage inside of those two weeks if they are disgruntled and if you are not um, keen enough to pick up on it, then that's... Uh, something that could be very costly and possibly put your company in the ground. So um, that's that's just me. Uh, I think it's more of a common practice these days, but definitely be willing to hit, hear your input. Looks like we went almost 20 minutes this morning, so I appreciate you sticking it out. I hope you, you have gained some value in this and you have enjoyed the ad-free versions, at least as it relates to the audio podcast. So uh, leave it in the comments section. We are bringing more content. If you would enjoy hearing stories and anecdotes from veterans, uh, mostly just sitting around holding different conversations about everything from jokes and sarcasm uh, to serious current events and um, even a little uh, on the political side. Um, me and my buddy Joe do a podcast called the veteran talk show. We are considering bringing that content over to this channel and rebranding it. Uh, if you have any opinion on that whatsoever, uh, we would definitely love to get your input, uh, whether you think you would enjoy that content. If you want to check it out before we make that move, uh, check out the veteran talk show. You can go to veterantalkshow.com or find it wherever you listen to podcasts. So once again, I appreciate you listening. Be sure to like, and subscribe, uh, leave us five-star review. And if you've gained any value from morning brews or the business and brew show whatsoever, then be sure to share this with your fellow business owners and don't keep all the value for yourself. Thanks again. My name is Ryan Smeltz and I will see you on tomorrow's episode of Morning Brews.